When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash Breakaway today to get access to our BSBOTs, Discord, and more. Last week, I may or may not have sent Greg the wrong file, which was good hangs. We posted it on our Patreon as a BSBOT last week. Because I made a mistake and because I want you to see the extra content we offer every single week year-round, we're going to post good hangs three at the end of this podcast. So when this podcast is over and after I run the credits, Good Hangs 3 will run. It's a BSBOT episode that was supposed to be on the main show, but it's kind of, it kind of is a BSBOT app where on BSBOT, we kind of do the midweek recap for the season. We cover whatever game happened in the middle of the week. And plus we do a bunch of nonsense uh, throughout the off season. So if you want to subscribe on the Patreon as the season ramps up, patreon.com slash blue breakaway today, do that. I am jet lagged right now. It is 730 am in my head as i record this uh there's a 13 different 13 hour difference in japan and i got back last night at 1 a.m i can hardly stay awake i'm standing for this podcast and greg and i are going to record for an hour with no guest about new york ranchers preseason the lineups la violette and more so thank you so much for joining us i'm very happy to be back though i'd like to be more awake but maybe you're awake wherever you are listening to this without further ado here's mark messier and let's get this show started i'm going to be weird I guess what else is new? Here we go. Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Hey, Blue Shirts Breakaway fans. Welcome to the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I am your host, and I'm back. From the great land of Japan, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. Greg, how are you? Say hello. Can't, I forgot to change the locks. I'm sorry. Konnichiwa. Yeah, I uh, forgot to send you the right file last week. <laughs> sure did, buddy. That was a yeah. tough... So what, did you, you heard what happened, though. Did you go back and listen? Uh, I did not listen. I did not. So you sent two different opens, but on both podcasts... You I put said, bold predictions. That sucks. Um, I I did see it when I was in Kyoto. I I saw it was like Ryan Streak was over, and I was like, no, I will not let this happen. Well, I saw your your yeah. you emailed me at three thirty and yes. wrote a message in the BSB saying, oh maybe Greg maybe Greg will uh, drop this in, <laughs> buddy. No fucking chance. I'm yeah, sorry. So, I uh, was asleep. With that being said, we're going to drop it at the end of today's episode. I know it was BSBOT last week, but we'll do it as like a preview for Patreon for the season. Become a subscriber today, 15% off if you subscribe for the year. There you go. Um, so we'll drop it at the end as well. So, very fun. Uh, I guess I missed a lot since I've been gone in some uh, there ways. Was, there was a running list going on, but I forgot what it was. I, I, <laughs> there was a list. We were just like, do we have a plan? No, throw it out. Totally uh, fine. I know John Franco's birthday was at the top of the list. He had one of those while you were gone. I got tagged by like a couple people. That was me. I came, I'm sorry. I told okay. people to tag you. I came back and I was like, John, Ryan Mead, John Franco. I was like, great. Happy um, to be back in the States. The, when people go back, they're going to hear good hangs. And at one point on good hangs, you say, boy, can you believe the Jets are 2-0? and Which makes me remember that you <laughs> left before Aaron Rodgers died. 
Um, I don't know if you actually remember, but we did a BSBOT maybe a month and a half ago. I was like, what's the worst that happens? Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and the season's over? (laughs) (laughs) So, New York sports, everybody. Yeah, uh, the Mets continue to suck. The Yankees continue to suck. That's not new there. We are kind of in this weird place where the Rangers are the only hope. It's really weird. Well... (laughs) Opening, you missed opening weekend when the the Mets and the Yankees were at rock bottom and the Giants had just lost forty to nothing to the Cowboys. And I sent out a tweet that simply said, "If the Jets don't do something tonight against the Bills, this might be the most depressed the New York fan base has ever been." And four plays later, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Well, don't worry, he's having special surgery to come back in four months for the first person ever to do that. Yeah, so. except he said he's going to be ready for the playoffs. There won't be any playoffs for the Jets if they don't get an actual quarterback. <laughs> We, I think you and I have been on the Zach Wilson train, like stakes train since day one. <laughs> I know. Poor poor Emma. She's come on this podcast. She defended Zach Wilson. And I know. Listen, I've had Sorry, bad Emma. takes, too. I have very popular Patrick Mahomes takes out there. But, <laughs> That's uh, the worst one of all time. I, got, I have to ask, and I think this is a good launching pad to get into talking about the Rangers. Okay. Has there ever been a more singularly terrible at what they are supposed to do player in the history of New York sports than Zach Wilson? Can you think uh, of wh- who was the worst Ranger in terms of hype and expectations versus reality that would come within sniffing distance of Zach oh, Wilson? This answer's gonna suck. <laughs> it's probably Alexi Lafreniere. No, I, I, I think you're. I think Ranger fans would say someone like Hugh Jessamine, who was a really highly regarded draft pick that should have been this driving force standing side by side with Hank and rising through and being this offensive dynamo for the Rangers. But even Hugh Jessamine never had the expectations that Zach Wilson had. And Alexi, you can't say Alexi Lafreniere because he's fine. If, he's fine. if Alexi Lafreniere doesn't get better, he is an average NHL hockey player. Probably above average, but yes. Zach Wilson is not a quarterback. It's like they, I, I don't know why, but I, I'm sure Jet fans listening know this. It's that one throw he made in training camp. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> just that one throw. Got him taken second overall. It's really mind-blowing stuff. Not that I'm an NFL expert, but it's, I he's just, been sticky poo-poo since day there, one. I, there's just no comparison for any other team. Like, with the Mets, you could say Generation K, maybe. Bill Pulsifer, Paul Wilson, Jason Isringhausen. Isringhausen made a nice career for himself afterwards. Pulsifer, I believe, had mental health issues that drove him out of baseball, and he's been very open about it. He's actually been a great ambassador since his playing days. And Paul Wilson went on to be a below-average major league pitcher that I think made 100 starts in his career. But that was supposed to be this second coming of Jesus in the Mets pitching staff, and it, it flat-out wasn't. I, I don't think there's been a single player for any of our favorite teams, the, the Rangers, the Mets, the Knicks, that has been this awful and has impacted the team this much. Like, yeah, it's not like Kraftsoff. Like Kraftsoff is a good example of high draft pick that just kind of flamed out, but that happens in the NHL a lot. Yeah. And also he showed like Zach Wilson hasn't shown flashes. I don't know. I can't, flashes or I can't flashes. think of one redeeming Zach Wilson moment. There's the, nothing. The throw in training camp. That was it. That was, the but even then we were making fun of it. I know it was hilarious. I, it doesn't make sense to me. Look, I, I've been gone for a couple weeks. I missed. I missed a lot. The Jets. It, it just. The, it goes all the way back to this. The Rangers are the only team with any hope in the New York, New York, New York area, and I don't think it's particularly close. You can make the case for the Islanders, sure. But I but still I, don't consider that Long Island is not New York City. Fine, fine. Yeah. Oh you're God, right. the spider moved. It was alive. 
We've had a long preview to this podcast where Greg's been fighting animals in his room. In- insects, mostly. Oh, God. This is the-, the worst part about it is it's not there anymore. <laughs> where? <laughs> where did it go, Mr. Oh, Spider? Oh, God. All right. Well, if I well, die, this is how it ends. Well, on that note, let's talk about Mike Babcock. I missed that, huh? Um, <laughs> you and I were uh, skeptical. Uh, yeah, I'd say baffled when they hired Mike Babcock. Can I take my victory lap for a second? Because I really need to do this. Uh, my best take of all time, and it's not close, is in particular when James Dolan, legend himself, fired uh, JD and James Gordon. Uh, when when Gorton was fired, I was like, okay, look, Gorton's going to get another job. He's the GM, obviously, the Habs currently. He's doing a fine job, whatever you want to say up there. Davidson, uh, look, they all went they went behind Dolan's back. This is all allegedly, of course. And then was, were fired, and I was big James Dolan is right guy. I, I can't believe it's one of the weirdest things I've ever said in the podcast. But right away, I was like, James Dolan is correct to do this. If two of my employees went behind my back to tell everybody I was a dummy, I would likely fire them. That's allegedly what happened. And... <laughs> D- Davidson went and I don't know why decided that he was going to hire Mike Babcock in a situation that was after he was already revealed to be a weirdo and a sh- very strict non-friendly player coach person. All the stories are terrible. I don't know if you read the one story from uh, that came out about Babcock where he was talking to like some guy who was a career AHLer who came up and was like 25 years old and on the bench like looking over the ice. Babcock comes over up to him and just says, Hey, it's beautiful, isn't it? And guy just responds like, yeah, it's been a dream to be here. He's like, great. Get, don't get used to it. This is the last time you'll ever be on an NHL bench. Like, dude, you're a psychopath. You're an absolute psychopath. So they hire him in CBJ after they have a awful season. They sign. They somehow convince Johnny hockey to sign there. Doesn't make sense to me. Uh, he would be much better on some other teams because he's a very good hockey player. And the Babcock goes ahead and gets signed and automatically doesn't he, he Beltrons it without even like it's without a cheating incident. He's asking for young 18 year olds to see his phone. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Like you, I, I, I don't understand how they even do that. Uh, I'm so glad it came out and I'm glad he's not, I, I, I don't know how, but he was like, we're parting ways. Like, you're not parting ways, dude. You were fired. This is totally different. I'm back. Yeah. No, a good call. I, I think we made mention of it uh, when Jeff and Connor were on the show last week, which you weren't on, by the way. Um, I was not. I know. I know. Tough. Talk- That's a tough one for you. It really hurts, especially because I, pre- I prepared for it. Sure did. And I, I didn't recheck the file I sent you, which I should have done. Yeah. I was ready to go to Japan. Yeah. Which I had I, a good time. I, 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 got, I got nothing to add. Um, Babcock, cool. awful. I, I've said as much. Unfair to compare it to Beltron because the circumstances are completely Extremely different. different. Not even close. Beltron is still a very likable human being, and I don't know how much he even cheated with the Astros, including the rest of the league cheating as well. So yeah. there you go. Uh, and then yeah, I, I even gave I gave credit to you in the moment last week when I said your Davidson take is spot on oh, thank because you. I just I don't know I don't understand how a man or management group could have made the decision to hire Mike Babcock and not foresee this. As a possibility. I'm not, I'm How not could we saying, have seen this coming? <laughs> right. I, I'm not saying you needed to know it was going to happen. Yep. What I don't understand is how you didn't process that it could happen and how that didn't impact the hiring decision itself. Exactly. Let's get to the preseason. Because we have played one game, a 0-3 loss to the Bruins, of which matters literally zero. Yeah. And- uh, our friend Jeff is at the Devils game tonight. Seven minutes have gone by. The Devils are winning 4 nothing over the Flyers. Wow. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know this, but the Flyers, not a good hockey team. Not that no. anybody's playing in these games. They're, I, don't know, I don't even know. Like Maybe one or two people are playing, but for the most part, it's all I AHLers. Think the, I think the Devils sent out a pretty veteran-heavy lineup. 
They just, uh, and the Flyers they just, said they nobody. Just, like, took a team of Meyer and everybody, like, get out there and crush these kids. <laughs> <laughs> just style on them. Uh, but the Rangers preseason opener was a big fart noise, and that's totally okay because I – I can't believe I'm about to say some of the stuff I'm saying to you. I'm, mm. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, Gregory, and I need yep. you to help me. Okay. You and I poo-pooed, and I've taken poo-pooed a lot in this podcast so far. Please forgive me. I have not slept. The Lavigulette hiring in a lot of ways. I think we were both angry. Not irrationally so. We were frustrated with the process of saying this was clearly the last choice for Coach. There was some things that have come out over the past two weeks that uh, former Washington players have said that Laviolette was a you know not good fit for the system, ruined everything, whatever. And we've heard this before from other people. Laviolette so far, and I cannot believe I'm saying this to you, has done pretty much everything I've ever wanted. Look, it's preseason. It's preseason. But I, and I might be like identifying with my captors in some from some sense here because. I had to deal with Gerard Gallant over the past two years who didn't strictly run practices, which came out after he left. Uh, the practices so far have been, from what I can see and from what I've read from our dear friends Vince and Molly, uh, pretty extensive, pretty heavy, pretty uh, forthright in the amount of effort that they have to put forward. Like they don't, They're not just showing up and mailing it in like they were under Gerard Gallant. And he's been very open to try and experiment, even the first preseason lines, had or or practice lines had Fox and Miller, something that you, I, and Rob Luker, shout out to him, uh, have begged for in the past. And every single day, there's a new experimental line, including today. Uh, Artemi Panarin playing with Hedo and Kako. Now, will that last? No. Artemi Panarin hates playing with Kako, and there's no way we see it in the regular season. But is he trying? Yeah, that's really, like, it's really fun to actually see him try and make this a team. Because Gerard Glant, from all reporting, from all the things we heard, from everything we talked or every person we talked to had no relationship with anybody on the team, hardly talked to the team, didn't give the team any pep talks, had nothing, gave no adjustments, and to literally come back to reading about Laviolette saying, we're trying to like build a team here, we're trying to get the team together, we're trying to get them to fight for each other, they're doing team bonding exercises, they're doing, you know, guys go out and get drunk at the Giants game when they're losing by 40, that's fun. At least there's, he's trying to do basic things that Gerard Gallant never was. Will he piss me off eventually? Absolutely. He's the coach. It's going to happen. But I've been pleasantly surprised, and I feel eerily positive going into this season all of a sudden because of all the initial changes. And I need you to tear me down or agree. Um, I, I'm not going to agree to the level you're going, but I'm also not going to tear you down. I don't think I'm capable of processing an overly positive emotion about anything that happens in a training camp or spring training anymore. I just, everything that's happening is what I expect to happen. So I'm not being let down. I'm not discouraged. At the same time, I don't think it's possible for the Rangers or any individual Ranger to do something that's going to blow past any expectation that I have. I don't I, I don't want that to come off as negative. Mm-hmm. Like Alexi Lafreniere playing on the right wing simply had to happen. So I'm encouraged that it's happening, but I'm not giving brownie points for the fact that it's happening. I like that Laviolette has tried to break up defensive pairings or said that he's open to breaking up defensive pairings. That's all easy to say when games and results don't matter. I'm not going to jump up and down and do jumping jacks thinking this is going to carry over to the regular season. I'm encouraged that Kako is playing with different players, not just Zibanejad and Kreider, even though, because 
Again, I have a good sense that we know that works. So let's go find something else that could work. I saw today that we had Panarin, Heedle, Kako. Great. That is fun. That's, all these, just, that's something I want to watch. All these things are happening that you would expect to happen if an adult was in the room. So I'm encouraged that it seems like an adult is in the room. But I will stop myself short of saying I'm thrilled or excited. I'm I'm hard. I, at this point in my sports fandom life, I think I'm just hard to convince. So let's see what happens when a game matters on October 12th in Buffalo. And then we can go from there. Like, perfect example. Um, ben Harper was dog shit last night. Well, I yeah. expect that. That guy's great. <laughs> I love yeah. him. I look, I you know who he is. It's Ben yeah. Harper. People, I, I tweeted something to the extent of if if your takeaway from this hockey game is anything more than boy, I'm sure glad hockey is back. You're not going to make it through the season. And someone quote tweeted me saying, "Well, I'm going to use this game as another example of why Ben Harper stinks." And I was like, "We cool. already know. We, we already know. know. Like, You're not ben using Har- this as an example. Ben Harper is there to do one thing: be a cool dude and punch people in the face. That's you one are- thing." Ryan, stop trying to justify your shitty good Hanks picks. <laughs> okay. you're, you're not going to be able to do it. No one would mess with us. That's all I'm saying. That's um, great. No one's hanging out with you either. God damn like, it. Jesus Christ. Of uh, the I, exercise. I've eaten the L already, Greg. What do you want? <laughs> I want you to keep eating it. Listen, you just got back, baby. I needed to get a meal ready for you. What am I, Tiki Barber? Okay, sorry. Um, I'm turning is... my mic off. I'm leaving the room. Um, <laughs> Soft. Uh, I got I got really angry at Brandon Tierney yesterday. Uh, not yesterday, last week, because he said something stupid about the Mets. And my insult to him was like, um, I went to Marist. I know these classes exist. Did you just not go to reading comprehension classes? To Wow. Yeah, I Brandon Tierney and I are going to get in a fight one day. He can kick my ass. That's fine. <laughs> but I'm a better sports personality than that stupid motherfucker. Um Oh wow! What was I saying? The Rangers. Oh, okay. About yes, the game. Yes, yes. About the game itself. Because I'm assuming you watched none of it, Mister Zombie Boy over there. I was. Uh, I think I was in a layover at Chicago. So yeah. yeah I, and I checked it, and they were down 2-0, and and people I were talking it, about. Jonathan I made it Quick. through the better part of two periods before I was filled with Dallas Cowboys rage because they cost me Survivor this year. Um, Not just you, probably most people. Oh my god, I I would say half of my survivor pool, and there were 150 people left. Yeah, yeah, I would say uh, most people were were got gotten put, in that. Put one. A, put a pin in the NFL. We're gonna have to talk Taylor Swift and conspiracy theories coming up because I have a few. Yeah, they're, I, they're, every single man on the play face of the earth has a conspiracy theory about this one. Yeah, so, I, but I heard one today. Um, I did a. I was in a car from 10 a.m. until 6:30 p.m. Today. The staged car photo is very interesting. That's all I'll say. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. We'll, that'll be one of the five-star questions. Greg okay. Conspiracy Corner is coming up. Um, but the first two periods, everything I saw that I liked, I almost had to, again, kind of put on the back burner. I was encouraged that Phil Hedo and Alexis Lafreniere looked really good on the power play. But they were on power plays going up against the Bruins' B-minus squad. The Bruins didn't have anywhere near a full roster. I think Jake DeBrusque. It's Jake DeBrusque and friends, yeah. And yeah, Jake DeBrusque and Trent Friedrich are the only two guys that suited up that will have meaningful roles. Uh, I, oh, I think James Van Riemsdyk was also... There was a Van Riemsdyk. I'm assuming it's James um, on the ice for the Bruins. Outside of those three guys, it was generic NPCs that I'd expect NHL to upload in five simulated seasons for the Bruins. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, so... I was encouraged with how they looked, but they should look good 
against that unit. They were the only only actual NHLers on the ice at that time. I was encouraged by Will Cooley, but he should look good against the guys he was playing against. I was encouraged by Zach Jones, but he should look good considering the competition he was playing. There wasn't... Nobody stood out so far. I, honestly, I don't even care that Jonathan Quick gave up three goals. One of them, who, Ben Harper. Who cares, man? I, one of them, Ben Harper, <clears throat> gifted on a silver platter. But also, I have a pretty low expectation for Jonathan Quick this season. I need him to secure 50% of the points that are available in the games that he plays. But I'm not going to use his performance last night as a reason for why I like or dislike his signing with the New York Rangers. Who cares? That would be this would this literally me being angry at a Met pitcher giving up five runs in a spring training start. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. And there are backup goalies out there if Quick doesn't work. You'll find one. Like Keith was available until last week. Shout out to Keith. Now he's a devil. But there are other people that you can go pick up and look what Vegas did last year. They had no goaltenders, they found them. Like the Rangers can do that. You have Ben Wirelair. Like I'm not. I'm not particularly worried if Jonathan Quick sucks. We can but, cut bait. And again, if if something happens to Igor, we're fucked anyway. Screw it. So I'm I'm just not really concerned about who backs up for Igor because unless you somehow have Vasilevsky behind Igor, you're fucked. So who cares? It you're just screwed. it just doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. Go they'll go they'll go find another. Grand might even be, you know, not ready, but better than quick at this point. Oh, my point. God. Micheletti said something that actually bothered me during the game and just kind of proved Joey? to me. Yeah. He said um, Louis Domingue came in to relieve Jonathan Quick and Micheletti. Now here's a guy. <laughs> well, he he did. Now, here's a guy. The Wolfpack got hot at the end of last season, and Domingue was a big reason for that. And my simple ass can read a stat line and know that it was Dylan Garand that really propelled the Wolfpack's second half surge not that Deming was necessarily bad but he also wasn't necessarily good and I just once Micheletti said it I was like hey, it's preseason for everybody baby it Come is on. everybody's that's okay it's totally fine the, the preseason games that matter and none of them the answer is none is probably the second to last when they actually play a little bit but that's pretty much going to show your opening night lines and that's the only reason it's important I, there were two moments where Anton bleed looked good and that told me that I was not watching something important. I think that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> there's no there's no other way. But but back to Laviolette and, and the way he's handling some things. He's I, I, it's nice to have an adult in the room. It's great. It's super nice. And it's super nice that he's at least I like that he said he's taking responsibility for the goaltender uh decisions this year, aka hey, I think we should start Igor Shesterkin. Um and he'll, you know, reference Ben Wilder as as necessary. But I read the Larry Brooks plus article on uh, he's never covered a camp like this uh, with yeah, everything's right. just so predetermined. I also listened to our dear f- friend Vince and he's like the only battle and this we've been talking about this for months is if Jack, Zach Jones takes that spot or not, which spoiler alert, I don't think he will uh, and not he, he's really going to have to earn it. But Vince also make, made the case on his podcast. New I city, by the way, we've been guests on there uh, where oh, yeah, we have. How about that? We have been multiple times. Uh, at least Laviolette is giving the opportunity for people to fight for spots up and down the lineup. Does that matter? I don't think so. I think we sort of have three, I don't want to say top lines. The top line to me is who's ever playing with Kreider the, and Mises the top and nine. The top nine is done. It's we done. Are, we know who the nine skaters are going to be in the Rangers' top nine. Yeah, they're all there. 
And and I don't know. Tell me if this is crazy. I don't know if it matters if they play on the first or the third. I really don't. No, I think, again, we spend so much time obsessing about what line someone's playing on. The top nine, for the most part, at even strength, gets the same amount of ice time. Where you see the differences with players who occupy the top nine is what they're ending up doing on special teams. So if you if are, if you're playing a lot of special teams, that could be a reason why one guy is only getting 12 minutes if he's not on those special teams units. It's just, it's a numbers game at some point. And, you know, we've been victim to this. We've overreacted to what time some player gets and what yeah, time some been, player should get. we've been doing this get. podcast for eight years. Sure of course have. we have. Sure have. But for the most part, even strength, your top line's going to get a little bit more than your second line's going to get a little bit more than your third line just because of how they're rolled out there. But for the most part, it's incremental differences at even strength. The The difference is made up with who's on the power play and who's on the penalty kill. And how many of those opportunities do you get in a single game? And what the fuck the score is at certain points in the game. And if you have to lean on your more star talented players and specific units. So no, the top nine is what it is. I think we all like the nine skaters that make up the top nine. When Jimmy VC is the worst of the nine, you're feeling pretty fucking good. And you have enough flexibility in that top nine where you can mix and match. You can put guys with different guys, try different things out. You have the flexibility to put Lafreniere on one ring wing or the other wing. You can do the same thing with VC. You're good. It should be fun to watch. And it's nice that a coach is coming in and not immediately married to the things that, quite frankly, David Quinn put together four years ago. And it was David Quinn. It really was. A lot of even the power play. And we talked about this the entire time was David Quinn's creation that was never changed or really messed with, with the exception of putting Trocheck instead of Strom, which was a natural conclusion. Yeah, uh, th- think of what things did Gerard Gallant change? KZB was a line of David Quinn's creation. He kept Kreider and Mika together. He didn't have Buchnevich to play with them, so he had to put someone else there. But he kept that tandem together. Strom and Panarin were attached to the hip. He kept that pairing together. What did he do? He put the kids together. Like, cool. that was a necessity. Those were the next three players. So, what would you say you did here, Gerard? I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him since day one. It was very, very strange, that, that, that entire hiring. I, I One more thing about Laviolette. I'm try, not trying to say, uh, I'm not trying to make this an overly positive. I, I am doing it. Uh, but I do I do enjoy that he's put La, uh, put Lafreniere mostly with Kreider and Mika Zibanejad because it's clear he trusts them the most. Sort of, look, we, we know Kako works there. We know what we have in Kako. We need Lafreniere to really kick it up if we're going to be a serious team this year for, for a deep playoff run. And maybe this is, play him with the two dads. Just go from there. Like they're, they're at least going to mentor him the best of anybody on the team. Yeah, but I think you can make an argument. To me, the play style of Lafreniere still fits best with an Artemi Panarin, where Panarin is looking to playmake, not necessarily score, and Lafreniere is looking to put the puck in the back of the net more times than not. I sort of think that's where they end up, by the way. It's... I think I think it is, too. And again, I'm not going to freak out every time I see Kako playing with um, either Hito no, or Trocheck and VC. As long he, as he's in the top nine, like if he's not in the fourth line, I'm not freaking out. I'm I'm good. He's a good hockey player that's going to play important minutes for the New York Rangers at some point this season, and likely end the season with twenty plus goals, twenty plus assists, and forty plus points. And that is really good. 
really good from a guy that I know I can move up and down my lineup and, and be confident that he can adjust his play style to that of the guys he's playing with, all while playing, again, Selkie-level defense. And if he I, gets power play time, I am I think he's cooking. I really do. I'm <laughs> he's just, a left-handed I, shot. I, I honestly, of the players that make up the top nine, I have more concerns about Mika. I have more concerns about Panarin. I have more concerns about Trocek. I have more concerns about Lafreniere. I honestly think of the nine guys that will make up the top nine this year, I think Kako is eighth in my concern meter. Like, he is at the bottom. I'm not worried about him at all. I know exactly what I'm getting. I know I'm going to like it, and I know it's going to work. I need to figure out so many other things besides him. Anything more is just a huge positive. Huge. And I think that's what we'll get from Kako this year. I really do think he can make a case for power play time. Now, we've seen we've seen the line shuffling from Laviolette. We haven't seen any of the special teams yet. That's sort of the next question. Is is does he does he mess up the quote-unquote elite uh, power play one which kind of had a not so elite second half last year? Which whether that's I think the only person you can actually take off is Strocek. And that's kind of the weird part about it cuz Mika, Kreider, they all stay. Panarin, same thing. Again, this, gosh, I wish the Rangers had less good players. I know, it's such a weird problem. It's uh, it's like, look, we have four great players there. Maybe Trocek should go to the second one. Maybe he'll split power play time. But as our dear friend Shana will, will tell you, the stats tell you should load up on power play one with your best playmaker. It's just like the Rangers live in a world where they have Adam Fox. Can't take him off power play one. Yeah, nope. Mika Zibanejad. You're not going to take him off power play one. No, you have Chris Kreider, who's become the tip king. Can't take yep. him off power play one. You have Artemi Panarin, one of the most creative left wingers the game of hockey has ever seen in this modern era. Can't take him off. Well, that's four of the five. Well, are so, you taking yeah. Igor off the ice and making it a six on four? So, yeah, now it's choose your weapon. Do you want Trocek on there? Do you want Lafreniere on there? Do you want Hedl on there? Do you want Kapokako on there? You choose. Yeah, I, with, fine. Those are all great options. Cool. And you can make a really good argument for Trocek to be on there because he might be the best face-off man the Rangers have and winning that opening face-off in the power play zone. Pretty important. Well, I hope they. I think the Rangers got a face-off specialist this year for the first time ever. So maybe, <laughs> we'll, maybe they'll actually be good at face-offs. Probably not. One of the worst face-off teams in the league uh, every single year, no matter what. It's yeah, awesome. well, what are you going to do? Nothing. doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, kudos to La Violette. Kudos to uh, the entire coaching staff so far for actually running practice, which is such a weird thing to say. Like, <laughs> kudos for doing your job. Like, awesome. It's so, it's so crazy how, in hindsight, underreported the lack of practicing. I, we just didn't know. No one told us the Rangers weren't practicing until someone else came in and said, you know what's important? Practice. I blame Johnny. Johnny could have said something. I blame you, Johnny. You're a beat writer now. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> I don't blame anybody else. Um, should we take a quick break and come back? Yeah, I mean, you're the boss, man. You're, you're, oh, Mr. I'm back. back from Japan. I can do whatever I want. Ba, ba, Japan ba. was wonderful. It was so nice. Yeah, I just <laughs> want everybody to know. So we have a really deep Slack group that is a bunch yes. of us. They went to college together, grew up together, so on and so if forth. If you've listened to the show forever, you've heard the noise You've heard in the, the Slack notification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan comes back from Japan and is like, yep. ats the entire channel. So everybody see the, it sees this. It did not add everybody. And it goes to everybody. Listen. Je- okay, Ryan's like, this is the most amazing vacation of my life. I it found is. peace. This uh, The Far East is wonderful. A, a new religion? Here are the reasons that made this trip special. Number one, the toilets. 
Okay, that was no, what you let off with. Let Chief. me let me just say one thing, and I've been thinking about this. Nobody has loved you like a Japanese toilet will. That's Nobody. fine. <laughs> you, this trip has changed my life. The first thing I want to tell you guys about about this trip that has changed my life is my toilets, asshole has never been cleaner. That's what you did. Are unbelievable. Blow you don't dry, lead warm with that though, Ryan. For days. It's you don't lead with that. I, you know, the, I'm I, when I went to fucking. Amsterdam and fucking fucking England with you. Did I come on the podcast and be like, Ryan, let me tell you about the shit I took after darts. No, no, you didn't. But <laughs> look, if anybody's been to Japan, you they can't know what defend I'm it. About. You can't. That's great. You can't, can't defend it. They're amazing. They've, like, there it's are very not few the, people who love me like Japanese toilets. It's very not few. the first bullet point, Ryan. For the love of Christ. <laughs> It's it cannot be the first bullet it's point. It's shocking when you go to their next, their Penn Station. It's the cleanest bathroom I've ever seen. It's like I would, not, out the toilet. I would not knock you if it was in your top five. That's fine. It was your first bullet point. It's the amazing, first right? thing you said about your trip to Japan. Yeah, you I sat us all down and said, guys, let me tell you about this toilet. Okay, let's take a quick break. <laughs> this is where I do my Tiki Barber? Okay, buddy. It's bullshit, Greg. It's bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Oh, so I'm doing the Joe Beningo where I said something that's completely true and you get angry about it? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Joey, I would love to have Beningo on one day. I love him. I love that guy. He's cr- so, that Steve guy. Summers first, for, for sure. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come right back. Transition. And we're back. All right, nice nice ad break there. Really good. Awesome times. Um, is there anything else from the, at least that you from the list you created that you don't have anymore that you think we should catch up on? David Stearns is here with the Mets. I, I've talked enough about it. I don't think I need to. I, you and I can talk about you, it on OT. No, There's, yeah. You should uh, go back and I did an OT with Dan LaRose while you were gone. Oh, you did one with Dan? Yeah, we ranked okay. the executives that make up New York sports, uh, New York City sports. Oh, I actually love this. Yeah, it, it was really good. It ends with me stroking David Stearns' dick. Is that, that's that's what that's oh, the important part like you need to know. Toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Did that toilet? <laughs> See, now, if the toilet gave you a hand job, Ryan, we can talk about it. Um, it did not. I'm sorry. I do think uh, before we get in the five stars, we should talk Taylor Swift. Yeah, let's do it. So here, can I share with you the conspiracy theory I heard today that I think makes a whole lot of sense? I'm ready. All right. So. Cause I'm, here, I'm not here, a Swifty by any, by any amount. Neither, neither am I. Okay. Neither am I. Uh, God, listen, if you are, good for you. Whatever you need to get through the day, I support. I Life's think, Ryan, enough. you're the same. Yep. Uh, we act we act dumb about baseball and hockey. I can't knock anyone that acts dumb about a singer. Yes. We have different passions. We do the same thing. Yep. Um, so, from the little video I did see, it sure did look like that sneaky video in the behind the scenes while they're walking out to the car. That did look like the first time those two have ever physically met in person. It looks like the... the- Look, I know romance. I've been with, I've been in Japanese toilets. Fuck, <laughs> sorry. That's the last the last one. I promise. Um, uh-huh. I know romance, and it, it looked very awkward. the The face that Travis Kelsey gave to the camera was sort of like, "Help me." I don't really it know just, what I'm doing here. It looked. It looked. Their their body chemistry looked off. And again, body language. Doctor, we are yes. the Bruder filming a six second clip of them in the bowels of the Chiefs Stadium. I get yep. that, uh, but it just. It looked like I, it looked like they didn't know each other. That's how I would walk with someone I've just met from a union that I am writing a story about for work. That's mm-hmm. that's how I walk next to anyone that I meet for the first time. Uh, so let's let's piggyback off that. Um, this all just happened to happen on the day 
the NFL announces who was performing at the Super Bowl halftime show, that is not Taylor Swift. It's Usher. So that was the morning announcement. That mm. was what was supposed to eat up that all. Is a big, mm. That that was released at 10 a.m., which is plenty early enough. I don't know why if Taylor – where that part goes awry a little bit is Taylor again. I mean, she's Taylor Swift. She can get on a private jet and go to fucking Kansas whatever City whenever she yeah. wants. So that yeah. happens at 10 a.m. Then you get to about 12, 30, 1 o'clock. It starts getting word that Taylor is going to the Chiefs game. So we've forgotten about Usher. That's fine. Usher is now gone. The Chiefs, do you know who they play next week on Sunday uh, night football? I, I don't. The New York Jets. Oh. At MetLife. Mm. Taylor happens to live in New York City, you may know. Oh, interesting. So she might show up. She may uh, make an appearance on that. Do you know what happens the week after the Chiefs play the Jets on Monday Night Football? Does she play MetLife? No. Her uh, live concert movie enters AMC theaters for the first time. So this okay. is Taylor essentially owning a three-week news cycle leading up to the release of the Eras Tour in theaters. Uh, this is the, one of the best PR stunts I've ever seen. Congratulations to her. She's a mastermind. Now, here's the counter argument. I think it's important we do the counter. One, sure. Taylor Swift doesn't need a PR to spin like this. Doesn't the, need it. No, the news for Taylor Swift is she's alive. And Correct. And because she's alive, she gets the attention she deserves. Taylor Swift could have gone anywhere, did anything. This would have eaten it up. This is great. Great job by Travis Kelsey. A tip of my cap. Travis Kelsey went from the funny guy who played with Patrick Mahomes that football guys liked to arguably the most important football player in the NFL. I would say the second most important. Because it's still Mahomes? It's Mahomes. At the same time, Swifties are going to care more about Travis Kelsey. It's It's the number one move they could do to expand their viewership base. By a lot. Well, I don't think they care about that. The NFL is king no matter what. It's the only, yeah, it's the only, still helps. The NFL is the only thing, only reason why cable exists But anymore. the NFL, that's actually true. But the NFL always wants to, quote-unquote, grow the game, and they do a but very good job. I don't think the NFL it. is smart enough to conjure this fucking thing up. No that's actually chance. true as well. So it's, it's more probably orchestrated by Taylor and her team. But I just, I, and again, I, I think there are more Swifties than there are football fans. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's accurate? I would say it's uh, – this is a close one. I think there are more one. Swifties than football fans. It's probably true. I, uh, I, yes, probably. Worldwide, so yes. The football player that Swifties are going to care most about is Travis Kelsey, and they outnumber us. This is one of those things I feel like I should have a grip on, and I don't. I, I actually don't know if the number is, is right because it feels like a third of Americans at least casually care about football. It's like 100 oh, I'd, million. I'd say more than that. Yeah, we're talking. The, the Super Bowl still does what forty million? Yes, and I guess there's three hundred and thirty million in the United fucking States. Swift, Ryan. Yeah, it's true. She's she's. I don't she's know. Incredible. Here, my take is, I think they are casually dating. I I don't think you sit in a suite with Travis Kelsey's mother, unless you have some intent to potentially sleep with Travis Kelsey. I think. That's I don't even fair. go that far. It could just be like dating in, in terms of a lot of the times, I guess, if you're this much of a celebrity, you mm. kind of have matchmakers that can set you up. Yeah, sort of like, because I, that's I think the other this thing. works Ta- for you. Taylor Swift just isn't going to meet someone on the street and yeah, start like dating. Taylor them. Swift could just be like, oh, I met a guy at a bar. Like, no, <laughs> that, doesn't, that does not happen. Travis Kelsey is a stunningly handsome individual. God, 
Dive, no, no argument. He's six what am I four, two fifty, jack to the gills. Yes, so I've I've seen it. It's, I am. It's all I there. am confident when I say that will be the <laughs> scene in her life. Can't believe I have to cut part out of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I have to. Why can't you leave that in? I just can't do that. All right, can't, let me see. I, Hold on, I, let me see. Let me see. I, I won't bleep it. Let me see if I can. I I, I can land that plane. In a podcast-friendly way. Yes, do it in a podcast-friendly I'll bleep that first part. It's fine. Okay. Um, write that down. 37 minutes. No big yep. deal. Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hold on. I'm really trying here, Ryan. Give me a second. Give me a second. <laughs> I know. Um, yep. yep. Where's the biggest shoe size any man has ever worn in Taylor Swift's life? Uh, that's true. Probably a fact, Greg. Nice, nice job. Thank He's you. He's an athlete. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, this podcast sucks. He does, though. You could take. I, okay, we're I done. There, I to, okay, that's so fine. But I'm out. just saying, Ryan, I'm just saying, you can take a, you can look at an athlete, and I think you could get a good idea about what's going on under the hood. I understand that. I can't believe we're going to leave some of this in. I understand <laughs> this, but I've also watched Mad Men with John Hamm, and he can't hide it as well. So it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't matter. John Hamm's a very, very stunning, good-looking man. He's uh, stunning and handsome and very, very funny. It's annoying. He, he looks he's, like someone he, that was an athlete at one time in his younger frankly, life. It, he could be. I don't know. Frankly, it's annoying how cool he is. It's one of those people. Yeah. Yeah, God, he's great. John Hamm. Fucker. Why can't Taylor uh, Swift date John Hamm? I'd have a great time with that because he's married. I think there's probably married. some... Yeah, I probably he's probably like a really cool guy with a great wife. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to... While, while you start the five-star questions, I'm going to Google John Hamm here. Yeah, just Google John Hamm. Oh, uh, the first thing that came up was John Hamm wedding. <laughs> oh, there you go. Google oh, those. married this year. Recently hey, congrats married. Congrats to Johnny Hamm. Who the fuck is he married to? Oh, she's good. She's good looking. Yep, well, not a surprise. John Do you Hamm. know who Anna Osceola is? I, I I don't know. I don't. Oh, she was in that's Mad okay. Men. Uh, that's oh. shocking. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Weird. Um, all right, let's do some five-star questions. If you want to leave a five-star question, Greg answered some on his own while I was gone. Uh, if you want to leave a five-star question, go to our Patreon, which we are posting good hangs at the end of this podcast to she sponsor it. She was in it. one episode of Mad Men. Okay, okay. Special appearance. Maybe She's, she was a writer? Uh, Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Good for Johnny. Uh, if you want to leave a five-star question, you can go ahead and leave it on our Discord. We'll read them on the show, etc. Mm. This first one is from Brettley. Is Ryan as bad at fantasy drafts as he is at good hangs drafts? Find Ryan. out at the end, and the answer is yes. <laughs> it is yes. Actually, yeah. I, 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 I have had some phenomenal drafts in the past, but I ended up trading one of them to Greg. So it's awesome. It's the yeah. trades I'm bad at. No, I mean, you can remind me who's a better prospect right now, Drew Jones or Jackson Holiday. It is. Jackson Holiday is the best prospect in a long time. He's and probably you the can... best prospect since Wander Franco. Ever heard of him? Also, <laughs> I haven't been able to make a Wander joke in a while. Uh, also, just, just oh, humor me, Ryan. Sure. Is there someone on this podcast that said taking Drew Jones was the incorrect pick immediately? You. It was you. Yeah, you it was it? you. It was you. It was you. It was actually, yeah, the second I made it. Yep. It was you. Anyway, mm. Jason Dominguez, he's dead now, huh? Fuck, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did that happen while you were gone? Yes, dude. <laughs> I, I I landed and it was like Jason Dominguez uh, toward Tommy John surgery. I was like, what? How's that even possible? He's not a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Harper. Anyway, this is from uh, Cole. After the initial press conference with Laviolette, what crazy lineups do you hope he tries? Run wild with his logic. Logic need not fully apply. 
Uh, he's kind of tried everything so far. I, I, you know, I, this is from September 21st, so it's... <laughs> I don't know why you making that noise was so funny to me. You were just like... <laughs> ah, dude, I haven't slept. Uh, um, yeah, I don't he's know. Putting, he's putting, like, Wheeler with Trocek and, and... I mean, short of Igor playing center, there's no... I don't think there's a combination of players I find crazy. I can't, I can't find a crazy line that in the top nine. You can't mix the top nine to where I'm like, that's inconceivable. Why would you do that? I guess I would. I still wouldn't mind it if in late game situations where the Rangers need a goal, they try things like four forwards and Adam Fox or four forwards and Keandre Miller, and what four forwards you want to put out there with a one defenseman like Fox or Miller. I'm fine with. He'll never do that. But I do think that's something Shayna talks about a ton. Um, I think that's the next evolution of hockey, where you're down a goal late, and before you pull the goalie, you're simply stacking your lineup with as many offensive weapons as you're possible. You're just running your power at, play. At 5v5, five five five. though. I, I, yep. I, think that's, I, I just think that's where the game goes next, because the game has to adapt or die. And I think that's the next adapt, adaptation. Starring uh, Kira Knightley. Was she in there? Happened to, and yeah, John Hamm. I happen to agree with you. I don't think John Hamm was an adaptation. Uh, it's definitely it not. This is from David in New York. So Panarin shaved his flow to start the season. Surveillance video shows... Oh, the, the... that's something else that happened. Did you see Panarin's Jewish now? We just claimed him. Wait, hold on. No, yeah, I didn't see we this. Just, we just fucking took him. He's a Jew. He's one of us. <laughs> okay. Uh, who? Who's we? <laughs> who's who we? The... I'm me. We. Okay, you just decided that you're oh, taking I didn't, Panarin. No, I didn't decide. That's how you know it has legs. <laughs> I'm just vocalizing it. Okay, but who made that de- denomination? Like, who was uh, like, he's Jewish. I think Jewish hockey players is the at. JewishHockeyPlayers.com was just like. Well, it. remember when we just had an entire episode where we went on Jew or not Jew? That was like 2018. Those yeah, were good I do times, remember. man. Um, Boy, yeah, early apparently, episodes. Panarin's grandfather was Jewish. Oh, and so again, he's claimed. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. That's not how Judaism gets passed down because. I'm not here for facts to get in the way of my narrative. <laughs> I'm here to claim Panarin as part of the trap. Yeah, he's yes. one of us. Someone someone sent out an entire list being like, here's a list of Jewish players in camps in the NHL. And Artemi Panarin was on it. And listen, the really Devils have two here. Terrible wording. Terrible wording. What happened? Uh, never mind. You'll hear it later. I don't um, think, you think I'm going to listen? <laughs> no. Okay, listen here, sir. All right, I can say that. You, sir. It's just a terrible wording, by the way. You have to bleep out you saying it. Okay. I'll bleep that one. If I can't say things about Travis Kelsey, you can't say that. I'll bleep 44 minutes. I'll bleep it out. Yeah, damn right. What is wrong with you? It's not me. I just, like, I was like, oh my God, wow, terrible wording. It's not my fault. I can say anything. (laughs) I have immunity. I'm one of them. I can say anything. It's Man, one of my it, favorite it, is, it is the tail end of Yom Kippur here, and you got things to oh repent for. Oh, my God, for. I forgot it's happy holidays. My, my, my it's deepest not holidays. a happy holiday. It's a day of atonement, first of all. It's uh, the most first of all, solemn sorry, day on the Jewish sorry, calendar. Sorry, okay. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Yom HaShoah, I believe. <laughs> okay, yes. Thank you for – thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. Uh, uh, Jesus. I, I'm sorry. My, I, I called – I made a mistake. Called my parents today. That's the mistake. Never call your parents. Uh, well, my, my mom. mom picks up the phone and she's Peggy Kaplan. So she's a certain way. Hands yep. the phone to my dad who, again, reminder, uh, Yom Kippur, you can't eat or drink for 24 hours. Is so, that how that works? So, oh yeah. Terrible. You gotta, you gotta really feel the shit, Ryan, in order to repent. Uh, so my dad takes the phone and completely unprompted. If you want to know why I am, how I am, 
my dad, who I haven't talked to on the phone in a couple weeks, just goes, what do you want? And I'm like, I didn't ask to talk to you. I don't know what to tell you, hungry man. Go sit <laughs> we down. We to talk about The Mets are bad. What else do you want? And the Cowboys lost, so he's just a depressed oh, man I, right I forgot now. your dad's a Cowboys fan. Yeah, yeah. He fucked oh, that's me. That's rough. That's rough. Adaptation. Um, Spike Jones movie. David in New York asks, if an air shapes Nick Cage, Meryl Streep, Chris Cooper, Tilda Swinton. Wow, that's a Nick that's Cage a underrated career at this point? Kind of weird. Great oh, career, shit. Sean Fennessey gave it four and a half stars. On Letterboxd? Yeah. Wow. David in New York asks, uh, so Panarin shaved his floor to start the season. Surveillance video shows that the night after he showed everyone at training camp, a masked figure snuck from the shadows and collected Bread's curly hair is locked from the garbage. Which camp player took Artemi's hair to add to the secret shrine of 10? Which camp player took it to the voodoo doll to fill it with pins? Uh, this feels nobody... like a you question because I don't like thinking about this stuff. Yeah, I look. I don't think anybody filled it with pins. It would be Lafreniere, but I think they generally all get along. It's not the weird, weirdest part of it. Artemi's hair could be like a probably a Chris Kreider thing. I did, I did make a, <laughs> I did make a real well. Kreider again. If Kreider, you want to go any weird kink, Chris Kreider is the guy to go. No, to. Kreider probably like went home and made a wig out of it and donated it to children or something. He's very weird. So, Jesus Christ. Okay, I don't know. Sure. Dark right. podcast. Okay. Uh, do you, that, do you listen? Too? Do you listen to future? Uh, do you do you watch Futurama? Uh, I didn't watch the new season, but I have watched That's Futurama. fine. So you're familiar with, um, God, what was it? Uh, Bender's Big Score? Like their first four-part movie that they call a season now? Oh, where Bender think... keeps going back in time to steal more shit and the scammers take over? Yes. I have watched it. I hardly remember, but I okay. have watched Artemi it. Artemi looks exactly like Lars, the cursed version of Fry that Bender unsuccessfully tries to kill in Bender's Big Score. We're going to get Google that on it, Twitter. Google it okay. right now. Okay, Lars Bender's Big Score. I'm yeah. on it. I'm, I'm taking up my notes of where to bleep. Lars Bender's Big Score. Oh, without the hair. Without the nice. hair. Like, no hair, darker beard. It looks exactly like Panarin. I'm going, I'm going. It does look like him. Yeah, like he's, he's exactly Lars. Exactly like him. Interesting. All right. Well, Panarin, look, like he, he said what he said. I'm getting rid of the demons. I'm shaving my hair. And he's Jewish. There you go. This next question is from Zesty Boy. Is MSG Plus worth getting for Knicks and Raiders only? And if no, which I assume it is, any recommendations from where to watch the games? Uh, There's a couple ways to do this. Uh, MSG Plus is probably the easiest in terms of... Oh, it was a piece uh, of shit for me last night. uh, I have not used it yet. Yeah, Uh, it it wouldn't let me... um, And this this happened to other Spectrum users, too. You go to enter your Spectrum login to watch the game. And it said your maximum amount of login attempts has been reached try in 30 minutes that was the first login i did with a correct <laughs> login by the way zesty boy there is another way to do this there's it's involving vpns and espn plus and some other ways you can google it but that's that's the starter kit, kit for there's you there's also something called the yeah it's the internet have you ever heard of it um <laughs> uh, <laughs> some easy googles there for you bud uh and then anthoner gardner have we considered that the reason for that the reason grit doesn't actually pan out in the NHL is because GMs don't know how sandpaper works and more grit is less coarse and more finish than roughing up. Uh, nope. You asked if I've considered it and they've considered it. And the answer is no, they haven't. They have not. Okay. That's five and five star questions. Boy, what else? <laughs> um, all right. We did Taylor Swift. We did Babcock. We did mm-hmm. the Mets. Mm-hmm. We did the Yankees. The Giants are bad. Uh, Daniel Jones' contract is rough. Saquon Barkley, question mark. Zach Wilson, terrible. 
the Knicks. Oh, hey, we didn't mention the Knicks. The Knicks are actually a, uh, the only other hope for the Rangers. It's all MSG. It's yeah, but we're at that weird point with uh, with the Knicks where the in between they just they're missing a piece. And how many years are we going to be told the piece is coming? The piece is coming, and the piece doesn't show up. Well, all the the Ranger pieces are all here, and <laughs> have, this is it. Have, have you heard this? You still listen to Simmons, of course. Yeah, so you've heard his guarantee, where before the beginning of not this season, the following season, one of Giannis Embiid or Donovan Mitchell will be a Nick. He's guaranteed it. That's his guarantee. That's his guarantee. But it's also it's a tough guarantee. Uh, and the analogy I've made is it's like I guarantee you that I'm either going to get. $50 million, $40 million, or $25,000. I am guaranteed one of these three outcomes. <laughs> but it's well, clear Mitchell... that one of the three outcomes probably doesn't belong. It's not $25,000 out of the blue. That's wonderful. I'm not knocking it. That's a very good thing for anybody to have. But the other two things are just clearly better. So why are we acknowledging that this third piece that is probably going to be the thing that actually happens is in the same sentence as the first two pieces? Mitchell is legitimately a good player, but he's Great player. not. Strong second he is, banana. He is not Embiid or Giannis. Yeah, those guys are bananas. They're number ones. Yes. They Donovan are just Mitchell. Bananas. I love Donovan Mitchell. One of my favorite basketball players. Bro, if Giannis was a Nick, it's over, bro. I cool, man. How many, how many times are we going to do this? You're right. Bro, if Kevin right. Durant was a Nick. You're right. Bro, if LeBron James was a Nick. God, LeBron, you fucked up, buddy. You should have been a Nick. <laughs> really did should've. he, though? No, he did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> He wanted. He wanted. He wanted in Cleveland. He went to L.A. and started. Durant's the one that Space fucked Jam up. Too. Yes, I don't even think Durant fucked up by not coming to the Knicks. He fucked up by teaming yeah, up with Kyrie. Kyrie. Yes, should have been someone else and him and the Knicks. That would have been or the way to Durant. go. It probably would have been good enough. It would have been. They would have been a two seed every single year on accident, mm. just by having Kevin Durant. Yeah. What else did you? I, you missed. Oh, a I did bunch miss one thing. Shit. I saw that Jacob Trouba was interviewed, the GM. Oh, I don't know if well, you see, he's an artist now. Yeah, well, first of all, I think that's a good way to start. Um, <laughs> Jacob Truba, the man who kills people, is now also an artist. There's another joke here. I'm not doing it. Um, I'm an artist. Uh, he Okay, but he also was interviewed. I believe it was by our dear friend, Greg Wyshynski. Not our friend, by the way. And uh, at all, in any way possible. Uh, but I think he asked him, what would you eliminate about the NHL? And he said, he said the salary, salary cap. cap. He yes, also, sir. Uh, he also said, uh, Wyshynski asked, what was the big off-season move that caught your attention, and I just got a good laugh over. He's like the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I was like, <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing. He's a smart he lives fucking rent, guy. He lives rent-free. He knows. He's a smart fucking guy. He's like, he's yeah, a, they he, got Eric Carlson. Look out. Lieber Hayek as well. Oh, PTO. yeah. Oh, that's another piece of information we didn't talk about. Lieber. Adam, Clend- Adam Clendenning. PTO. He's back. Our he's guy. back, baby. The, uh, one of the only three Rangers, active Rangers to ever be on this podcast. Well, none of them. Are. Well, he's the only one actively under contract by the Rangers organization. No, Tony and and Ryan Strom were when they came on. Cool. They're not actively under contract oh, by okay. the New York I, Rangers I, I organization at the time. At the time when they came on. Uh, oh, well, I, Clint Denning was not an active Ranger. You're when right. They, came they on released the show. him, and he and he called us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Technically, there have only been two active Rangers that came on the show. Yeah, Tony and there's Strom. one yes. guy currently under contract by the Rangers that has come on the show. Right. Keith has not come on the show, correct? Keith's been on the show twice. Oh, that's true. Just not as a ranger. Yeah, as a devil. Yeah, remember we brought him on the show and Devils fans got mad that we talked to Keith on the show. Oh, my God. Whatever. 
Another reason what why happened? they're just forever the little brother. Like, what, what do you want me to, to do? Keats for getting uh, getting actually a, a job in New Jersey, and I I do think he has a chance to be a legitimate backup again. No, I don't. Think he, I don't. I think he. If the over under was half a game, I would take the under. I would take the uh, over. I think mo- one of those guys could get hurt. That's fine. I think g- he's fifth on the depth chart. You think he's fifth? Yeah, I mean they're keeping him in Chicago. They're not even wow. bringing him to. Um, he's fifth. Where do they play Binghamton? Wow. Yeah, yes, I, I believe it is. I don't. I, I. A lot of things. It's nice for them to have the buffer, but I think they mostly have Keith in case they want to make a trade at some point that involves a goalie. But again, I think that trade will also bring a goalie in potentially. Interesting. So well, I. I think Keith is straight organizational buffer. Um, but yeah, no, they're keeping him in Chicago so he can keep playing and be the number one goalie on an independent AHL team, which is odd to me. But That's the entire so the AHL structure doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either way. No. Um, but yeah, I, he's staying in Chicago, so I the odds of the Devils bringing him a lot of things have to go wrong. And I love Keith, but I think Keith would be the first one to tell you this too. I do love that Jacob Truba just said, "Can we just get rid of the salary cap so we can get all my friends?" Just <laughs> want all my friends. Yeah. Oh, you missed Tyler Mott signing. That's another thing that happened. Oh yeah, Monty Monty's gone. Congratulations, you're he called, got. You're, you're uh, on a nickname basis with them now. Yeah, me and Monty go way back. Uh, uh, yeah, he, I was uh, when I got that news. I was at the U.S. Women's Open Championship, the Coco Golf game. Yeah, it was wonderful. I was, I did a uh, few too many edibles before it, though. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Where is the ball? Is there a ball? <laughs> no, I was able. I was able to track the ball, but I, I was. I don't know. Great experience. One of the loudest sporting venues I've ever been in in my life. I honestly, yeah, only she's a star. venue. Only venue I can say was louder. I think was City Field when the Mets were winning in Game Five of the 2015 World Series. You were at Game Seven Capitals. That was a very True. loud stadium. I think I, I no, but I the end was loud. But I'm saying the entire experience, the oh, entire okay. way through. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think the because the roof was closed. It's a uniquely built stadium, Arthur Ashe, where mm-hmm. it's kind of it resembles more old school Shea than it does anything else. Where it's just People on top of people on top of people on top of people. And it's like 18,000 people in a really condensed space. I do think the acoustics, it was deafening at certain points when Coco was winning. Um, yeah, yeah she's say, a star. So, I, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she Big had this, the speech of all speeches where she was like, I want to thank the haters for pouring gasoline on. You thought you were pouring water, but you were pouring gasoline on my Bro, fire. Bro, when she won the semis, they asked her. It was some really inappropriate, weird question. Not appropriate, but they were like, look, Naomi Osaka's in the stands. Like, don't you want to say anything to her? Like, no, dude, she just won. And then they're like, what did you do to prepare? She's like, I watched anime all day long. I was like, I'm in. I'm <laughs> well, in. Oh, my God. Someone, uh, well, she had a, you missed the entire spectrum debacle going on with espn where they asked coco after one of her matches and she's like hey did you have a chance to watch your next opponent and she's like yeah spectrum is off my tv because uh the hotel doesn't have the channel anymore so no, no way yeah did you, oh you missed the whole thing so spectrum Woo! went off the tvs right before week one of the college football season just gone and it was gone until magically the jets were about to play the bills on monday night football mm, interesting yeah talking more so, conspiracy theories there it's, there's so many uh, back to Tyler Mott for a second because we're all over the place. Uh, my man misread the market bad, huh? Yo, he really fired his bad. agent. Yes, he did. And uh, apparently his original play was he wanted to be a third liner for $2 million a year in this market, in this economy. 
He's also not a third liner. I, he's not. I like Tyler Mott. I do I think. I love Tyler Mott. I talked about this. Shout out Maddie Jack, who came on the first episode. You Thank were Thank you, Maddie. Thank you for coming on. Um, I think the, the fan perception of Tyler Mott has outgrown the impact of the player. Gr- grossly. Where he was great. That first season, he was a Ranger. Last year, he was kind of just a passenger. He was along for the ride. He wasn't. He was about as good as Barclay Goodrow. But he I wasn't anything fair. special. Jimmy Vesey was the difference maker. Jimmy Vesey's, oh, he's so good. That contract is criminal. <laughs> yeah, speaking of contracts that uh, misread the market. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad one. Just, and then I think there was one other signing I missed. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't um, think so. Whatever. Uh, of, of impact? Uh, in the NHL, maybe? I don't know. Whatever. I don't fucking know. We're cool. Uh, we'll put good hangs on now, I guess. We'll go from there. Uh, if we must. I think most people listen to it, but... Eh, I, don't... No, I mean, we do have a lot more listeners outside of Patreon, but I appreciate well, all the patrons. The ones I care about. <laughs> the, the people I care about have listened already. If you want to listen, feel free. It's at the end of this. Yeah, it's a, it's I, a, listen, it's a man. While you were gone, I was just a, a content-producing machine. was doing three podcasts a week. You're a monster. Yeah, gambling, gambling with Greg. Those are two hour-long episodes, too. I can't believe you do those. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and you guys keep stats, too. It's, sure do. It's real dedication. Oh, my God. Pokey came on this last episode with... Oh, no. He spreadsheets. Spreadsheets galore. And all you need to know is I'm currently winning the week. So... Jesus. What does Pokey know? Yeah, some of, some of our friends do serious research. Oh, yeah. Yeah, John does a lot. Um, Pokey, Pokey does a lot. Valley and Bear are definitely vibes, guys. Jeff might come on this week. It's a crowded wow. house. This podcast, the little network we built, so weird. <laughs> it's so strange. And then uh, um, a big reason why I was gone today, I was picking up uh, our friend Gina from the airport. Oh. Three different – Gina has been in Italy for two weeks. Two okay. full weeks. The yep. entire time you're in Tokyo, she's in Italy. Yep. Three different times I got texts from Gina while she's in Italy on sabbatical. With gorgeous men. Yes. She sent me three different ideas for podcasts she wants to do. <laughs> and each time I'm like, so Italy's not fun? Like what? What's yeah, like, happening? What, I have to be honest. I've never thought about the podcast less than over the last two weeks. Ryan, I've never thought about the podcast less. <laughs> yeah, you should, And I was dude. the one doing it. Yeah, I, and I get it. Now we're back in the flow. This is now it's now it's game time. Well, not really. Two more weeks, then we can really get going. Um, who's our guest for next week? Do we have the one lined up? Yeah, um, it's another thing you missed. I think you missed it. A new, oh, I I don't know his exact name, but he's doing the. Um, well, it, it, he's he's Danish. First of all, I believe. Oh, good. No, I believe. <laughs> I believe his handle on uh, Twitter is. You know what? I don't. I'm not gonna. No, hold on. don't spoil it. Yeah, it's a, it's clearly a secret. No, no, uh, he's. He's hockey statistics on Twitter. Okay. Um, he's been doing some great new visual visualization tools with you're able to see. Oh, I think of, I've seen this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of um, seeing individual players, you can actually say what were the Rangers number with Kreider, Zibanejad, and Kako on I the saw ice these. together. These were super cool before yeah. I left. So he's coming on the show. Nice to talk about it. And I'm uh, his name's Lars. Okay. He's a good dude. That one's going to be early in the morning, though. Because, uh, again, Danish dude. Should, should be fine. And then uh, in two weeks, uh, I think Vince... our new tr- it's our new tradition, because we did this last year. Uh, Julie Stewart-Binks is coming back to start the season with us. Great. And then uh, we'll do uh, – we can't do anybody on the opening night of the 16th, because it's opening night. It'll be you and I. So there you go. A home opener, at least. 
Yes, home opener. Yeah, that's well, correct. I don't, what? The Rangers are going to have played hockey games. We're going to need a guest. No, because the next week we'll have Vince on, and we'll have that. We'll really kick off the season. Perfect. <laughs> Great. Perfect. All right, been fun. We're going to listen to Goody Hangs. I'm going to go to bed. Love you guys. You, you, you guys got soon. a lot of bleeping to do first. Don't that's bleep true. it. I'm just talking about. No, no, stop I have to believe myself and you. I promise. Yeah, so yours I will do is that worse now. than mine. I was giving yeah. a man credit, and you were I doing was, something you know, else. I, I was just pointing something out. I thought it was offensive. That's all. And what, you, you pointing it out made it offensive. Okay. <laughs> if you want to follow us, who cares? I love you guys. <laughs> it's the end of the show. Oh, well, kind of. I'm going to run the credits, and then I'm going to run BSB OT Good Hangs from last week as you missed it. It's still there, and it's a very embarrassing episode for me so i hope you enjoy that at the end of every show i'd like to thank our patreon subscribers including our nhl insider club members who as the season ramps up hopefully we'll get some hot hot scoops from greg and i of which we've had many over the past years and it's also one of my favorite places if not my favorite and but when i say if not my favorite i mean it is actually my favorite place to talk rangers hockey on the internet so without further ado adam cassie adam cohen adam cutulo adam linder adam geech keech cheech Cheat? Oh my god. Look, a guy's been gone for two weeks and he still can't pronounce names. Alex Flynn, Alex Carter, Amber Coensberger. What is he on? Three hours sleep and had crying babies on the plane? Amber Coensberger, Andrew Ronner, Anthony Gray. What did he fly for 22 straight hours? Anthony Martoro, Anthony Terracotta, Ben Waterspan Weber, Bennett Lomayer, Bill Olson. Did he work all day as well? Uh, Brendan Lackos, Brendan Magnum. But he's still here podcasting like a real hero. Brett Granger, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doyle. Can he keep this bit up the whole time? Brian Doyle. No, he can't. Brian Gallagher, Brian Mellon. Ryan Farrell, Cassidy, Cassie Rollman, Chris Finelli, Chris Haruk, CJ Selwag, and Conrad P. Damage. Oh, I cannot speak. Daniel Delaney, Daniel Dezen, David Narrett, David Siegel, Dennis Dice, Darian Eriksdag, Garrett Reynas, Greg talks about the Mets, Gretzky, Garrett McFly, Hayak Waivers. Hayak is a Pittsburgh Penguin. That's unbelievable. I think I missed that. Harrison Haskell, Hello Vanilla, Hippopane, and I, Jack Bagley, James Masker, Jerry and Marquez, Jason Stumer. Going to the next page, Jason Zabraski, Jimmy Mack, John Hardesty, Johnny Shea. You're not Johnny Shea. I just added the G because Johnny Thundercock is next. Jordan, Josh Kestenbaum, Chris of Florida, Christoph Berg, Leszek Gronowski, Lou Giordano, Matthew Goodwin, Matthew Kine, Meatball the Cat, Mike Olkanik. I don't know why I did that. Mike Bucklaw, Mike Vanasco, Mike Pasternak, Nate Hanafy. Neil Grover, Nicholas DiNicola, Other Slash, Pascal Perrier, Paul J. Smith, Pavel Kodrev, Phoenix Ignition, PJ Sparrow, Pearl with his gamer, Randy Tester, Swangard, Tog, Sheamus, The Drop PK, Tommy Sinclair, Tommy Tadeshi, Tommy O'Neill, Tony Gregory, Tor from Manhattan, Vinny Brocco, Vinny Hay, Wayne E, Will, Sp- Will Spectre, and Winston the Golden Retriever! Bark, 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 bark. Uh, so much to say about my trip to Japan. A million, million, million things. So much so I might record a travel log sometime this week or next week. Uh,. I don't know if you guys have any interest in that, but it would probably just be giving my entire thoughts on Japan for about an hour or so. Maybe by myself. I'm gonna, I might just do it as an exercise for by myself and post it on Patreon if you guys are interested. I don't know. Let me know if, you're, if that's something you're interested. So uh, without further ado, let's get to Good Hangs 3 where Greg absolutely decimates me and I feel like a peep poo poo All right, let's get to that. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Bush of Breaking Feds. Welcome to the Look at the Bush of Breaking I am not in the country. I'm on vacation, but we are still recording this early. And I'm here with my good friend Gregory. Gregory, we're recording two Bush with Breakaway back to back. How do you feel? People aren't going to understand why in one month I'm talking about the time Tristan Casas struck out against Ryan Brazier, <laughs> but I'm fucking pissed. I'm- <laughs> 
people. It's like September twenty, September nineteenth. People are very confused. Yeah, they're like, are the Dodgers even playing the Red Sox? And I'm like, I don't care. This ruined my life when it happened. It's, it's very important. Um, long requested by at least one member of our Blue Shirts Breakaway Discord. We're doing Good Hangs two. I think it's Good Hangs three. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Good Hangs one was in 2019. I think no. I think Good Hangs was in the uh, heart of the pandemic, right around Pokemon time. God, we did the worst things in the pandemic. I I slightly remember recording Good Hangs before, or maybe the beginning of the pandemic. Very weird. I don't know, Ryan. If it happened pre 2020, I gotta tell you, I don't it doesn't know. It doesn't matter, and it whatever. I know this is Good Hangs three. I know last year was Good Hangs two. Okay. This is Good Hangs 3. The roster has not changed a lot. We really but, thought about running back the exact audio we used from last year. I do And seeing wonder, if you guys could pick up the difference. I do wonder if we just go and put the other audio back to back with this, how different this audio is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, the guys really spent a lot of time on Alex Belzeal this year. Didn't expect that to happen. Oh, God. Some of these, uh, it's not good, Gregory. Oh, we it's were, bad. We, we, we were talking about the good, like, the vibes on the team this year. They're not the best. They're they're like so. The way we did this last year, I believe, was snake. Was it snake draft or just one on one? I think it's one one. I think it was one one. Agreed. Agreed. And I think he my got team... another fucking strikeout. This is the fucking worst. <laughs> this is this is the worst. I'm gonna lose a fantasy matchup because Ryan Brazier is gonna throw a scoreless eighth inning. September nineteenth. People are extremely confused. <sighs> what did you think of that Chiefs Lions game? There was a Chiefs Lions game. Yeah, September seventh, a couple weeks back. <laughs> Oh, uh, the first game of the year on Thursday? Yeah, yeah of course. I did go 5-1 and one in my six-game week zero round robin. Oh, congrats. I got fucked by Vanderbilt. Of Those course. Those bastards. Okay. Hey, the Jets are 2-0. and oh. That's pretty cool. Oh, I'm sure they are. <laughs> what, 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 what else? What other things in the future should we be making fun about? Uh, let's see. Okay. Boy, the White Sox continue to really fuck things up, huh? Can't believe they didn't fire that guy for that. It's weird. <laughs> Okay, cool. How many more kids have come forward against Wander Franco? Okay, enough. Um, <laughs> enough. <laughs> enough. Uh, so the Good way, child, do, you want, do you want first pick on Good Hangs? Famously, last year, neither of us picked Filipino. That is yeah, sort of. That was, that's the big takeaway. I don't think it happens this year. Though, I do think, if memory serves correct, and it's not, it wasn't just me saying this, the streets were saying my hang was cooler than your hang. It was true. Uh, I lost on good hangs. I had a weirder group as yeah. I tend tend to do. Yeah, uh, I think you did have the better group in general. So just to establish rules, we'll go back and forth. I pick, you pick. I pick, you pick. We're going ten deep. Ten deep is the way to go, uh, and it has to be a player who is un- one under contract and two appeared in a game for the Rangers last year if they're under contract. Like, I don't want you out here telling me you're taking Brendan Othman because he's suddenly gonna, in the system. I was – this this does fuck me. I was going to take Tyler Mott. He's not here, buddy. I'm sorry. He could be. <laughs> he could be the guy that shows up late. You yeah, don't we're know. Not, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Okay, but fine. I do think that's a nice lead into my number one overall pick. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll go first. I'm the reigning champ. The number it's one true. overall pick, the best hang in my, Greg Kaplan's correct opinion of <laughs> okay. the New York Rangers. Yeah. The captain, Jacob Truba. Here's Again? why, Ryan. Is, did you do, was he first last year? Might I have been. Look, I should look. I think I have it. Might have been. And the, you know what? Logic might be the exact same, which is I'm confident that if I take Jacob Truba, not only is he the captain, the center of the locker room, the best hang on the team, 
I'm positive where if he doesn't like my group at midseason, he himself will find more friends to add to my group. I don't know why, but I typed in good hangs in my Google Keep, and the thing that comes up is, Chris Kreider, has he ever let Mika watch? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. All right, cool. I, this was an episode we did. Yeah. I think this was like one question we'd ask each individual player. Uh, yes. Yeah, it, Sammy Blay, we asked, what's up with your sister? Yeah, sure did. Okay. Okay. So Jake, Jacob Chuba, number one overall pick, the captain. Uh, again, seems like a great locker room guy. No one has ever said a bad word about Chuba. I know he's not afraid to throw his body around if someone picks a fight with my group. Um, so I know I got the toughest MFer in the room. And again, if my group is lacking, Jacob Chuba, the true general manager of the New York Rangers, is going to make a move and change my group up. And usually identify people who bring talent to the table, a.k.a. Tyler Mott. So. I just think there's no answer here other than Keandre Miller for me. I, I think I'm, this is how we went last year. I'm looking at the roster, and there are there are people I really would like to pick here, but Keandre Miller is the coolest motherfucker on this list. It's not close. Mm. Uh, the, the fashion sense, the style, the 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 allure, the at the bar people are going to talk to you. Keandre Miller is a magnet mm-hmm. for attention. There's no other way. There's no other way. Yeah, but at the same time, the, the my favorite part of Good Hanks is telling you why you're wrong and why you picked someone I never would have picked. Yes. Keandre Miller is the kind of guy where he's so cool, he's so good looking, I don't think he ends the night hanging out with me. Okay, that's fair. He probably gets away from Ryan pretty quickly. Yeah. He's not staying with you very long. He gets you through the door and then you're on your own, buddy. I'm stuck with Connor Mackley. <laughs> <laughs> It's like me and Connor, like, hey, where's Keandre? Oh, he left two hours ago. What? Yeah, have you what noticed you there are no women in this bar anymore? That's where Keandre is. It's just the guys? Okay. All right, so that's your first pick, huh? It is, yeah, unfortunately. Great job shitting on it, by the way. Yeah, that's what I do best, baby. Not talk up my picks, but also talk down your picks. Number two overall pick for me. Um, oh, it's a position he's quite familiar with, being the second choice in a wide-open world draft. Kabukako, baby. What? We're doing it. <laughs> Oh, One, I, the, the joy I get of being the second straight year where you don't get to hang out with him. I was going to pick him next. Yeah, and then two, I've now seen enough pictures of Capococco at music festivals where so I'm no, confident Capococco and I treat music festivals the exact same way. Blacked out and not knowing what's going on. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. He seems like a great hang, willing to get around the drinks, willing to get one drink too many, and willing to see where the night takes him and be completely prepared with where he wants to go. And we got Jacob Truba, who can essentially be the group parent every now and then when he needs to be, and the whip us in the shape. Kabukako, silent assassin in the group. Best hang, says fewer than 50 words on a given night, but man, am I going to have a ton of stories about him. There is something about this podcast in particular that should be fun for me. It should be <laughs> fun for the listeners, but uh-huh. I have to tell you, it's particularly stressful. I have, <laughs> I have, we do podcasts for thousands of people every single week. I have uh-huh. anxiety about my next pick. <laughs> I'm sitting here sweating about good fucking hangs. Uh-huh. And this is where my life is at All right. while I'm not in the country. Uh, n- my number two overall pick. God, this is so stressful. I think, and I think this is what I did last year. I uh-huh. can't do this. I'm going to pick Chris Kreider. It's just too much mystery. No, I I've definitely. I think I had Kreider last year. You probably did. I have to pick Chris Kreider. The mis- there's too much mystery there. We don't know what we're getting up to when we're with Chris Kreider. We could end up in an axe throwing competition. We could end up at a, a cheese down, a chase cheese down a hill. We could be dancing. 
He could, he could do the salsa. He could do the tango. He could do anything. And mm. with Chris Kreider, anything is possible in my group. So I have Keandre Miller, and this is how you keep him on track. You've got to keep him interested. And the only way to do that is have the most interesting man in the world, and that's Chris Kreider. No, I still think you're giving you're just <sighs> giving Keandre more reasons not to hang out with the group. Because one night, uh, Kreider <laughs> could just be talking Tolstoy, and Miller would just say, what the what what is wrong Dude, with you? Dude, what are you even saying? Yeah, I think you're not... You're not doing a great job of giving Miller reasons to stay with you, bro. Dude, because what's the what's the reason? I like, I guess you're about to take the person that would be the reason that Keandre Miller would stay. Is what you're saying? Uh, well, no. Again, I'm I'm continuing to build a really great friend circle where guys are going to be cracking jokes with one another. Uh, which means to me, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking Greg's going to take Mika just to piss me off right now. Yes. No. I'm going a different route. I'm pretty sure I had the Mika Kreider combination last year, and it clearly didn't work out for my group of guys. Don't take Third overall pick for me, I'm going Adam Fox. Okay, that's fine. Members of the tribe got to stick together, and there is nothing a spoiled, rotten, 13-year-old girl's bat mitzvah couldn't prepare Adam Fox and I for. <laughs> we've seen it all. We've <laughs> seen all the drama. We've done Jew camp. We understand there is no scenario in the entire world Anyone can throw at our friend group that we don't have an answer for. So I'm, I'm bringing the member of the tribe home. Not to mention, again, Adam Fox, I think he's taking that David Wright mantle where he's just the guy other New York athletes really want to hang out with, and they don't even fucking know it yet. Adam Fox, good hang. The so I got Truba, Kako, and Fox. All Big right. righty lineup for Greg. For serious. Uh, I will take Artemi Panarin. A so man... now, now you're tempting fate here, buddy. Why? Are you serious? I gave you an opening to take Mika, and you're not going to take it? I, I just I don't, I, I don't want to lose Panarin. He's my, I think he's my favorite. You don't want to lose Panarin, which is why you're taking him fourth overall. Third, but yes. Okay, third overall. Uh, third overall for my team. Okay. Because, look, it's a guy, he shaved his head for a reason. Sure. I can't believe he's keeping his head shaved where he is now. Uh, he clearly is going through a moment in life. So he's he's we he was a wild card before. He had a lot of thoughts. He was kind of fun, always goofy, keeping it light. But now it's kind of like dark side Panarin, like evil Panarin. Mm-hmm. What can we get into now? Because before it was kind of like, hey, let's do some jokes. Like I have a great dog. Isn't that fun? I have Rizzy. We're doing all like you know we're out there for having a good time. Panarin now is well, what is he possible? He has a gun. <laughs> He's the kind of guy. The police are arresting him. There's a lot going on. Who knows? I just, again, so your 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 friend group here involves three people. Your first pick is a guy who you are providing no reasons to <laughs> keep hanging out with you. Yeah. Your second pick is a guy who is either going to be the most interesting man in the world or most boring man in the world, depending on the conversation you're having with him. And your third guy is a guy you won't even be able to reliably text to come hang out because he doesn't have a phone. I think the no phone thing is a bonus. He, he He's not to. coming to hang out with you, bro. He's just but, not showing but up. But if he's there, he's not on his phone. He's actually paying attention, and that is a huge bonus. Or so you think. I think so. I hope I don't, so. I don't he's know. a leader in this group. I don't know. I think your friend group kind of sucks, if I'm honest. That was always going to be the case. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Fourth pick, I'm not taking Mika. Simply yep. by not having Kreider means that you get to save Mika for the end. Because if we separated them, they'd both be such sad sacks of they would. shit. They would just be texting each other the entire night. So my group, here's Wish what my group you, means. Bro. Now, Jacob Chuba, great-looking dude. Yep. Capo Caco, 
going to drink anybody under the table. Adam Fox, so smart. He'll be able to get us into and out of any situation in terms of best bar to go to, best drinks to have, best group to hang out with there. He's a magician and a mathematician. And those are the two things I need from him. Now what I need, a bit of a looker. Bit of a guy who walks in the room and a girl just goes, God damn. You're, you're taking a Barclay Goodrow? I'm taking Braden Schneider. Whoa. Buddy. <laughs> I think Schneider has taken the Good title. Job. He is now the man rocket who can get it. I If Braden Schneider walks into a room, there are at least three things that get wet and two of them aren't surfaces. You know what I'm saying? I, I wrote down the jaw. And yeah. It seems like you've, you've taken Goldeneye himself. Where... I, I, I can see why you're taking Schneider. He's definitely aging into that role yeah. very gracefully. Yep. Very good-looking dude. Just turned 21, so you know he's down for a fun time. And also, you're forgetting, I like to build a friend group that's really tight with each other, but also get to we get to make inside jokes about one another. The amount of did-you-know-brain-Schneider isn't actually Jewish jokes Adam Fox and I are going to be able to make at his expense? Oh, buddy, that's three weeks right there of the of the group text. I'm I'm going after it. So I feel like this is this is I'm trapped. I'm trapped in this situation mm-hmm. because if I don't take Mika Zavinajed now, it's yep. on a platter for you. No, I'm and, still not. Again, there he's going to be so miserable without Kreider. I can't take him. Okay, so that can wait. That's that's a good thing. You yep. you wouldn't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this podcast yeah no definitely no track record of that no absolutely not i don't think so um which which leaves me oh god i think i think the answer is ryan lindgren here mm. wow the disapproval <laughs> with what i i said ryan lindgren okay maybe not you're having me second guess well, i didn't say anything i just made a noise buddy that was a it was like a, a noise my father made before he leave how like, would you even remember it's true. I was so young. Uh, I will take Ryan Lindgren. I need a little rough and tumble in the group. A little rough around the edges. Yeah, a little... you, you went Lindgren instead of Goodrow. That's interesting to me. I did. I did. I think I think Goodrow, I'd rather... I'd, I think Lindgren has more of a, a pizzazz to him than Goodrow. Goodrow's literally going to lead the group and like be an adult in the room. I'm not really looking for adults at this point. I have uh-huh. Chris Kreider. He's playing that role. Sure. Where Chris Kreider can be and sort of... Panarin and Chris Kreider can get into anything and... Hopefully that'll be interesting enough for Keandre at that point in time. But I need someone that they, we can actually, um, when we do these weird or whatever we're doing situations at the bar, mm. I need someone that's actually going to be scary and not be able to fuck with us, and that's Ryan Lindgren. That's all I have. <laughs> the silence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's, I, again, there's so many better people on the board to serve that role. Uh, Lindgren, I do think, is a sneaky good hang, but he is. I had him lower on my list. Fifth guy for me. I like how my group's forming here. And yeah, I you're like in a good how place. I, I've, I've gone two picks here where I don't think I've been able to piss you off enough with my selection. And there needs to be that guy in the friend group where I know he's going to get along with plenty of the other guys. I know he's a bit of, he's a bit of a, he's a, he's a smart aleck. You need one. You need, you need a brainiac in there with you because Fox, a little bit too suave to be your brainiac. But quite frankly, I just know you're a big this guy believer. Which is why it's going to be so funny where every word I say to Jimmy VC is, I know Ryan's upset he's not hanging out with you right now. Oh, I'm a big Jimmy VC guy. I know you are. He was, he was in my next two. 
Jimmy VC going to be able to do, have the Harvard talks. He at least hangs. Like, so what I hate about your group is you have a lot of cohesion. Uh, sure do. But, yeah. Which is what anyone should be thinking about when making this list. Let's review the things. Jimmy VC going to be able to talk to Adam Fox, no problem. They're both Harvard grads. Jimmy VC going to be able to hang out with Capocaco at the drop of a hat because VC's best friend on this team was Kevin Hayes for God knows how long. So VC, an experienced veteran of different party-like atmospheres. He is truly the best Swiss Army knife on this team. Could play on the left, can play on the right, can hang with a stoner, can hang with a drunk, can hang with a beautiful person. He was, Brady Shea was in that Treyorca before um, uh, they all got moved out of the organization. So Vici's going to be able to tell Braden Schneider everything he needs to know about being a stunningly handsome defenseman playing in New York. And again, most importantly, none of the guys I've brought in here can really challenge Jacob Truba for that alpha machismo that he brings to the table. I am getting the world's best, the world's best suck at this game class <laughs> of secondary players where I this this friend group, we are going to have the time of our life. And it's just it's fucking killer. I don't want to break the rules, so I don't plan to. Well, sounds like you want to. No, I, I just want to be be clear. Is yep. ben, ben Harper is eligible? Ben Harper's eligible. I'm taking him. <laughs> I, I, your, your friend group I, sucks. I, that's all I know. You don't like Ben Harper, especially he's your favorite Ranger, especially at the end of last year. Ben Harper's my favorite coworker. I don't necessarily need to <laughs> hang out with Ben Harper. Dude, he's going to be the guy that's downing a shit ton of beers at the at the bar. But I able- got Capo Caco. That's fair. He's already blacked out. <laughs> that's fair. I think I wanted one more grit guy, though, but but I don't see I see Ryan Lindgren as the guy that orders like vodka tonics, whereas Ben Harper is just slamming loggers the entire single night, like past blue ribbons. The, as much as I love Ben Harper, he, you know he's not going to say one interesting thing all night. His his most interesting thing he's going to say is the fart that he brings <laughs> to the bar. He's going to fart. It's going to be the funniest thing in the world. I'm going to like it the first three times he does it, but the fourth time I'm going to be like Ben, just shit yourself, man. What are you doing? He's kind of like our Kiernan. Wow. <laughs> First of all, that's a joke that I did not see coming. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Anywho, I did. I what's not for Ryan on the bus here, of course. So, do you have anything? You, are you done on Harper? Look, the fact I, the fact that that's your fifth pick and it summarizes like you like him, right? And that's the whole reason I you're taking Ben Harper. I, I wanted more. I wanted more grit in the group. I yeah. think. I think having a body that is just the focal drinking guy, mm-hmm. where it's his whole job is just to drink and to see how much we can get him to drink, where he's key, he's the guy that keeps us all together because we all have a single goal to see if he stays alive through the night. Sure, sure. I hear what you're saying. You're wrong. Um, this guy, he's been on the board for too long. You've taken two grit guys, and you didn't take the one I'm about to take. Here's mm-hmm. what my friend group's missing. One, I don't quite have an antagonist, and every friend group – needs an asshole you do need uh, an asshole truba is not an asshole he's sweet but if if you push his buttons he's going to get in your face and he's going to lay you down uh-huh. but i don't have that guy every group friend group when you go to a bar and you're in a big group and you're trying to establish dominance of the bar and you don't want people bothering you this is where you send your group asshole to kind of be the warning shot to let you know hey not only is this guy here but he's not afraid to do something dumb if he absolutely needs to and the other thing is this guy has a deep Italian tradition, which means he's good ah. in the kitchen. And I got to feed my dudes, which means Vincent Trocek, come on down. Vincent Trocek is going to prepare the family feast. I was just about to say take Vincent Trocek because his fucking grandma makes chicken parm. Uh-huh. 
fuck. So I need a guy. Listen, <laughs> these are big boys that I'm dealing with. And in order to keep the caloric intake up, I need one guy that's at least talented with an apron on. And Gosh. that's Mr. Trocek. And again, the fact that your chef is also your asshole, if there's anything I've learned from the 7,000 cooking shows that are on the TVs at all times, the chef needs to be a bit of a dick. And Vincent Trocek is enough of a dick where I think he makes a great brejol. I I will never forget that his grandma made everybody chicken parm when they went to the Pittsburgh game. Uh-huh. They ended up winning that game, I believe. Yeah. And I Vincent Trocek was legitimately my next pick because of that. Well, because of the cooking aspect. Too fucking late. You had to take Ben Harper. I, I suck. I suck at this. <laughs> I suck at this. It's so bad, dude. Um, I'll take Igor Shosturkin. He's been sitting there way too long. I need somebody else that can speak Russian or Temi Panarin at this point. He is also sort of the asshole himself. Doesn't say a lot of words, but is definitely when when things get going, he's going to start talking shit to another friend group in a way that's going to get us in trouble. And that's why I have the two great guys already. He's going to start the trouble, not finish it. But at least I know he'll be interesting the entire night long. Uh. <laughs> You're just, you're just not good at this, man. So I said, I said, I, it's, the, it's the most anxiety I've had on this podcast, I think, ever. I'm sweating. You're, you I'm are identifying individuals who are good hangs, but you are not creating a collective good hang atmosphere. I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have like team chemistry. That this is what I prosper in. So that's, that's why I was trying to bring Igor Shosturkin in for Panarin. Okay, but here's the thing. So I have my team leader. I yep. have my party animal. I have my Side jokes, guy. I have my dashingly handsome dude. I have my Swiss Army knife. And I have my dickbag chef. What I'm missing in my friend group, though, Ryan, which is critical to all friend groups. You know this because this is a role you play. That's group punching bag. I, that's my job. You need, you need a guy that you I can comfortably call an asshole. And you'll go, ha-ha, sure am. Uh, and I don't think there's any human being, any human being more prepared on this New York Ranger team to be the group asshole than Jonathan Quick. He is a Ranger fan who denied this entire fan base their happiest fucking moment since 1994. Greg, I hate how good you are. At this. <laughs> it actually, I, I literally have like a, a grip ball and I almost broke it when you said that. It's such a good point. It makes me sick. I, I'm like sitting here. Sometimes I have good analysis of my uh-huh. life and this is just not one of them. No. I'm, I'm like every single thing Greg says is fucking genius. And I just look like a fucking asshole sitting here. Jonathan Jesus. Quick, he's going to come in their friend group. He's going to get jokes about being fucking old. He's going to yep. get chokes about not being good. And Adam Fox is going to say something once out of ten times that he actually means because Quick ruined his childhood. But Quick is going to be like, ah, oh, fuck, see, you're just kidding and saying crazy things like you always do. But one out of every ten, Fox is going to say something so deep and so hurtful that everyone is going to think that Adam Fox has to be kidding. But it's going to be cathartic for Fox, which will make every future hangout even better for my star, my my star of David, you could say. Oh, uh, God. So, Jesus so quick, fitting in as that group punching bag that everyone can get some fucking angst out about. Oh, fucking perfect. I'll he take, is I'll, the perfect guy for this. I'll take a little brother syndrome situation in our, uh, Alexi Lafreniere. He's still sitting around. He hasn't lived up to the potential we all thought he could be. Not even he, leaning into the fact that he's best friends with Keandre Miller, your number one overall pick. But this that's is fine. correct. He's not anymore. I think they had a falling out. Do you remember when? Do you remember when he said Sammy Blay was his best friend on the team? Keandre uh, yeah. was right there. Uh huh. 
Jesus Christ. That's because Blay was such a good hang in my friend group last year. <laughs> was he actually? He was. He was my punching bag guy where I brought him in so everybody can make jokes about his hot sister. Oh, I think what, Libor might have been mine. Maybe. Yeah, but he's a punching bag to you and nobody else in that, that group. That's true. He's also, my, he, if you wanted to see, uh, if you ever want to say anything to Keith to bring the color out of his face immediately, mention that Libor Hayek is still a free agent and watch, watch the joy leave from his body. <laughs> Are you saying there's there might have been something there? Interesting. I'm just saying, um, Keith like being good. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I don't want to get Keith in trouble, but whatever. We'll leave this in. Uh, I will take Alexi Lafreniere. He is the person that's going to have to take all the beating from mm-hmm. the rest of the group. Where it says like, "Hey, Alexi, like, why aren't you actually, you know, living up to what you were supposed to be?" But I think he's going to take it in a stride. He's got that good character. He's little brother syndrome for the entire group. That Kreider will be able to like mentor him a little bit, but also bust his balls. Panarin the exact same way. Ben Harper and Ryan Linger got to like elbow him the entire single night. Like you're getting this fucking round, buddy. You're you're the first overall pick, and then. Hopefully we can like play that role that sort of quick does in your role, but except this one's a little bit more mean. So the next one for me, because again I'm doing this better. We have seven mm-hmm. each right now. This is correct. The last three for me are some of the most crucial picks possible. Uh, the next role my group needs is the subtle tryhard, the guy who is going to maybe buy that extra round of drinks just to make sure you guys actually like him. And that you actually want him to be there. And that he's not the pity invite. And maybe it's a guy who recently just came in to some extra money. So he's not feeling bad about splashing the cash around a little bit. And that's last year's undrafted warrior, Phil Heedle. Phil was so upset that he was outside of both of our friend groups last year. That he's going to come into the friend group and he's going to be the, hey, I'm getting another drink. Does anybody need anything at all? And even if someone says no, you know who's getting another drink? Jacob Truba. Because Heedle knows who's got the power here. And he knows who needs to be kept happy in order for him to stick around. And that's the general manager, Jacob Truba. He doesn't want to be replaced. He's feeling a little bit more secure in his contract and his natural environment. And again, he's so upset that he wasn't drafted last year that he is aiming to please Anybody. He's not even going to be mean to Jonathan Quick. So Quick is going to have a guy to be like, ah, these guys bust my balls a little bit. And Phil will be the guy to say something like, hey, man, don't worry. That's just how they show their love and affection to people. Here's how they showed it to me last year. Last year, they didn't even hang out with me. So Phil is the perfect fall guy and the tryhard for my group. Phil Heedle, eighth overall. Welcome to the squad. Didn't he, and this is more in realistic facts, didn't he win, like, the media award this year for best guy to deal with on the Rangers? Probably because like, he's just be- happy. He needed to prove that he was a good hang. He, I, I and he, he did. Listened. I think he listened. Uh, I, I like Heedle. He was my potential next pick, but I, I have to take Mika Zibinojad at this point because <laughs> uh, it's just too late in the draft and it's too much value for you, and it's just going to absolutely ruin the chemistry of my entire team if you do take him. Again, even though never be because you took Kreider. Okay. Well, fuck me. (laughs) Once again, this is you being given a strategy and ignoring the strategy to make your team worse once again. This is all I do, it seems. Uh, The obvious reasons of why I took Mika Zibinijad is to keep Chris Kreider happy. Yeah. That's it. That's literally Uh, it. All right. Pick number nine for me. This Mm -hmm. is where it gets a little weird. Okay. I just need a guy. Like, just pure definition of a guy. White baby face. But I need a guy that... Is it Tyler Pitlick? No. uh (laughs) It's one guy... That at least one person in my group, probably Braden Schneider, because he strikes me as a guy that has a lot of looks and not a lot of mindset, that I can just go, eh, Bonino. Nick Bonino. He's my guy. Just because his name's Bonino. 
It is a good last name. It's a great last name. Pittsburgh dude. Uh, Bonino, I'm assuming that is Italian heritage as well. So maybe him and Vinny are both in the kitchen. Little little uh, gabagool going on here. Doing some uh, fancy chef shit. Getting my meatballs ready for my boys to drown, dr- drown themselves in. And again, his name's fucking Bonino. I do like the uh, the picture of like your entire team. Like he walks in the bar, he's the last guy there, and everyone goes Benino. Like at the oh, same time. and he's a fucking Nino over here. Oh, yeah. hey, and oh, that's like, and that's literally the all conversation for them. Yeah, the whole and night. him and Trocheck can do like Goodfellas for Halloween. Um, I'm just gonna pick Will Cooley just to watch Star Wars. That's <laughs> Again, <it. laughs> God, you're hey, nobody's hanging out with each other on your team. Texting on their own, and Chris Kreider and Mika Zavinajad are in the corner pouring a glass of wine, <laughs> talking about how this fucking sucks. Uh, well, boy, you fucked this up because you I left. Did. You, you got. I just, I got the perfect guy to finish my roster. All right, hit me. So now I need a guy. I need a guy who's been around the block, but has been around the block, not enjoying himself, so that every time he comes to my hangs with my boys. I get to hear one story about being like, oh, I'm so fucking happy. I'm here with you guys and not in, say, Winnipeg yeah. where things suck. This, this was the answer. Blake Wheeler is going to come to my friend group. He's going to hang out with Truba. He's got history with Truba. He loves that. He's been around the league for a while, so he can do old guy stuff with Jonathan Quick. He's been a captain before, so he can impress on the young guys to be an example for them to look up to. But more importantly, he's just so fucking happy to be here. That he's never going to be doing anything but smiling and having a good fucking time with my group. Blake Wheeler, absolutely. Give him a no trade clause all day. He's going to be such a good hang. I'm not going to want to move him. I just want to ruin my team, and I think I have. The, my options left for the Mr. Irrelevance this year, in case we were wondering, is Pitlick. <clears throat> we could choose Gustafson, and that's kind of it. Well, I don't think you actually took Goodrow, did you? No, did you? No. no oh. I don't need him. Fuck. I think that leaves me with having to take Goodrow. <clears throat> Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to take Goodrow. Like, I might as well just take Tyler Pitlick. It's kind of like a wild card. I, See, I this is this is why my hang's better. You're on your tenth pick. And you're like, I don't know. I'll just fucking throw it away. This is a throwaway for me. It's a good Goodrow is actually the, the probably the second best looking guy on my team. Oh, that's a sad state of affairs for your team. Oh, Keandre is number one. That's for sure. And then I, I guess you could make a case for Mika in certain situations. Probably <laughs> not. Probably not. Here's how, leaves- I, here's how I know my picks are better than your picks. You're throwing a pick away. Throwing it away. In the garbage it goes. There's no, there's no value left. I, I, I just made a pick of great value. You did. And I left it on the table. And you, you made a fuck- great argument for it as well. I know. You fucking stink at this. You spend all day preparing for this being like, I'm finally going to get Greg. I'm going to get him. I'm going to show him. I'm going to be able to do this. And I just crush you every which way. It's true, and it, it really hurts, to be honest, because this does feel like my wheelhouse, and you come on, and every single reason you give, I'm like, fuck, how do you think of that? It's crazy. This is amazing. Is the angriest you've ever been at me, me saying Jonathan Quick and listing all the correct reasons why uh, I picked I seriously him. almost broke a stress ball. <laughs> it was like, it was a, it was a moment of, um, there's, there's been a couple of moments where I don't think I've ever really been like furious at you on the podcast for an idea you've had. There's been a couple things you've said, which I was sickened that you, you thought of because they were so fucking quality at the time. Uh, the, the billboard being one, which obviously got you fired, but also, <laughs> but also did really good for our podcast. And that, that was awesome at the time. It was well executed. It was a team execution. Your idea, straight, your idea. Um, there was a couple other things, but the, the quick one, 
That one sucks. That hurts. That, that hurts. It hurts because it's the perfect reasoning. Literally the perfect reasoning. Yeah. Every gr- every friend group needs a fall guy. Who's a better fall guy than the guy that kind that of ruined childhood for some of the guys in my friend group? Literally Chris Kreider on my friend group. Like, li- like ruined it. Yeah, Ruined but also life. Quick and Kreider wouldn't actually be able to hang out with each other. They couldn't because it was the actual, damage yeah. was too personal. Actual animosity between the two. Whereas Fox, it's just kind of funny that Quick ruined his childhood. Yes, it is actually funny because he wasn't part of it, but now he is. But he's like, hey, if, wait, hey, look, Quick can even say like, hey, if you were here, it would have been different. We all yeah, knew. exactly. All yeah. Quick <laughs> diffuses every argument with like, hey, man, if you were on the Rangers back then, I don't think there's any chance. We'd yeah, beat I probably, you guys. I probably lose. Sorry, buddy. yeah. And then Fox is like, damn, fucking right you did. You would. And then again, he becomes the group punching bag after he gets another drink and Truba puts him in a fucking headlock and gives him a noogie. I think like if we were rating my groups out of, out of 10, yours is like a 9 out of 10 and mine is like a 2 or, th- or a 3. <laughs> so just just for people curious and they're I wondering, I, I got Truba, Kako, Fox, Schneider, the DC, Trocek, Quick, Heedle, Bonino, and Wheeler. That's yeah, just I've- fucking money. It is money. I have Keandre Kreider, Panarin. So I have two good groups. Like Panarin, Panarin, Igor you're, is but good. But you're breaking your group down within the group. That's not a good friend group. Right. I just have like too many small clicks in my group. Like, yeah. No, whereas like, my entire group is one big click. But my group needs Ryan Strom in the worst way. It, <laughs> it needs Ryan Strom so badly. It's unbelievable. But your group doesn't even have the team general manager who could bring people in and fix it for you. The only person that brings people together in my group is literally Chris Kreider, and that's not good enough. But he's it's, good at bringing individuals together with individuals. I don't think it, he's a group. If he was such a group guy, Ryan, they would have put the C on him. It's like Goodrow getting an A at the end of this. That's like, hey, Goodrow, could you get this group together? Like, I know you're the last pick here, but you you probably can actually make this group kind of fun. Can you do that? And putting that responsibility on him at the 10th pick is totally unfair. Yeah, and you know what's going to make it worse is Goodrow's going to feel like he has to be Truba for your friend group, which is going to make everybody else in your friend group kind of despise Goodrow for trying to be someone he can't be. I also think be. Harper's also going to overtry. Oh, no. Harper's, Harper's just going to be a fucking – he's just going to be a fridge. Like, he's just going to – he's not going to say a word. He's going to smile a lot. He's going to drink a lot. Drink a lot and of beer. if beers. you guys get into a fight, he's a good guy to have in your circle, but he's not going to add anything of value to that conversation before Ugh. that fight. This episode sucks. I fucking loved it. This I once again crushed you. It's fucking it unbelievable. Great. Every time you come up with a great idea for a concept, it gets blown up in your face because I turn out to be a fucking genius when it comes to that couple, concept. There's been a couple I can actually hang with. This one is not. This is not one of them. I remember my- Pokemon. I remember you getting angry about me about some of the comparisons I was making. And I think you were getting even angrier because you realized I hadn't looked at a list of names of Pokemon. No, the ones you came up with, I think there was one in particular, if anybody wants to go back and listen, where you like brought in Jigglypuff, and I was like, no way. And then you made the case, and I was floored. <laughs> I, I was literally um, like baffled, and like I was like, did you do pre- – I think I asked you, did you prep beforehand? And you <laughs> said no. And, like I've never prepped for this show in my life, and I – Turn the podcast off and threw up uh, in my bed. Uh, yes, God, I'll, I'll have to. I, w- I want to go back and listen to who was the Jigglypuff because I can see. I'm I'm thinking of how I would describe Jigglypuff to someone right now, uh, and I don't know who I would have equated that player to back in the pandemic. That roster looks so different that it could be anybody. It could be. Uh, I think that's been good hangs. Oh yeah, Greg. Cool. Once again, the champion. We can all the- say before this podcast even gets released. No, this is champion. like three weeks in advance. I'm you know, fucking disgusted. Um, we either are ending the podcast now or something else is happening. So stay tuned. Transition. Follow us on Twitter. Love you guys. Bye.